the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're back. It's hour two, 6.06 on a Saturday, 44 degrees in Aurora, 47 over there in hell, otherwise known as my once beloved and still where my heart lies, birth city of Denver, Colorado. Ah, oh, what a mess Democrats make of everything they get a hold of. Hour two, we're going to talk uh, and hear a little bit from Lauren Boebert. I thought about inviting her on the show tonight, but um, uh, thought it would be better to get other voices. I know George Brockler did an interview with her. I haven't heard it, uh, but I he have heard it mentioned. Uh, you can probably get that on a podcast from a couple of days, one or two days ago maybe. Uh, but I wanted you to hear what she had to say when she rolled out her announcement. We're going to get to that in a couple of minutes, along with um, former State Senator Ted Harvey, who is running in CD4 and is directly impacted by Boebert's decision to move from the CD3 race into the CD4 race. be very interesting to get his thoughts. Uh, and Before we go back to the phones, just two quick things I want to share with you. George Washington University professor, attorney, uh, legal scholar, commentator, no right-wing, uh, you know, constitutional conservative. He is most definitely, I, I don't know that moderate means anything anymore. It's a term that uh, the left throws around when they run into Republicans who actually stand for something. They tell them that they need to be more moderate. I think Jonathan Turley probably politically is more aligned with the left. And yet here's what he had to say. The court now faces a call of history. He's talking about the U.S. Supreme Court. After the main decision, the main unelected non-attorney secretary of state taking Trump off the ballot, after the main decision, neither they nor the country can avoid this moment. Fortunately, the court was designed for precisely this, mo this moment to stand between Ray. Come on, Randy. The court was designed for precisely this moment, to stand between rage and reason, between cynicism and constitutionalism. And I'm guessing they're going to stand up very, very quick. That is my little added opinion. And then one more before we jump on the phones and then get into some Lauren Boebert conversation. My good buddy, filmmaker, documentarian, author, Joel Gilbert, the first to talk in studio right here uh, with me and also by phone many times since about... Michelle Obama being the Democrat nominee for 2024. In fact, he did the book and the movie, Michelle Obama 2024, still out there. You can still get it. Here's what he has to say. This popped up just a couple of minutes ago. The Democrat Party is engaged in a full-blown insurrection against the United States. Open borders, attacks on the First and Second Amendments, ballot harvesting, sanctuary cities, ignoring judicial rulings, an agenda to end the Electoral College, and on and on. It's an insurrection. Isn't it always something? This comes up in, you know, when you talk about Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals, when you talk about the strategy of Democrats. They always accuse you 
of the very thing that they're doing and always keep the heat turned up high. So few Republicans have learned the lessons of the way Democrats fight. And we need more of them. The CD3, CD4 battle is going to be very, very interesting. But before we dial in to some Lauren Boebert and, uh, and get your thoughts on that, Jim in Littleton's been patiently awaiting. So, Jim, Happy New Year. Welcome to the show. Oh, Happy New Year, Randy. Good hearing you on the radio. Thank you. Um, listen, I just wanted to understand, you seem to be one of these people that believes that Michelle Obama is going to be running. Yes, along with uh, now Dick Morrison, and uh, I think people on the Trump side have started talking about it, and others are seeing it as a, and some mainstream folks are seeing her as a very viable alternative to the demented one who uh, supposedly occupies the office right now. Well, have you seen any data of Trump running against her where it's going to come out good for Trump? I have not, and nobody's really putting out any data. And I think Michelle Obama may be among the most formidable Democrats that they could put up against Donald Trump. Uh, it's The proposition is pretty terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the candidates the Democrats could put out where she, they could clearly win it uh, with her. Um, there are so many women out there that want to see a female president <clears throat> that uh, regardless of all of a political bend, they, they would vote for her. Um, and I just, that would be just horrible for the Republican Party as well as for people wanting to get this ship right-sided where we are so far off kilter. I just, I worry about our kids. Yeah, we're, we're in a clash of civilizations right now, and it's not just between Western powers and Eastern powers. It's right here within our own open borders, and it's terrifying. Well, yeah, and that, you know, I think uh, I don't, I don't know if you have any Democrats, but you know, listening to this station, but you know, the numbers that are just crossing over the borders, I, you know, the problem is, is that these people are not, they're not productive. They, they are going on to the system, and the states are paying for them in, in the medical. This is not the federal government covering them; they're all getting coverage through the state, and uh, you know. We have a finite medical system, and having all these people onto it, it's going to break it. And, well, what's going to happen is the American citizen is going to be on the back of the line when it comes to seeing, seeing people. And, you know, I hope the Democrats, if there are any Democrats, I hope they, I hope they are the first ones that fill that, because they're the ones that brought it on that voted for this. Yeah, Jim, it's, it's terrifying. I mean, uh, part of the... Um, Cloward and Piven strategy. I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about that, but it's to overwhelm the system. And that's exactly what they're doing at the border. That's what they're going to do with politics. They're going to also try and uh, make it legal for these illegal aliens to vote. And um, and because they're losing blacks, they're losing Hispanics. Uh, they're going to lose women who have children in school and don't want their kids to have the ability to cut off their own body parts not tell their parents, and on and on and on. So they're flooding the border. They want those people to vote, to keep Democrats in power. It's terrifying. Sounds like you're making dinner. Any big plans for New Year's before we get into some Lauren Bobert conversation over here? 
I'm going to see the fireworks downtown in Denver. All right. Uh, that's, that's my goal there, and uh, hopefully ha- uh, have a wonderful 2024 with a change of presidency. Yeah, boy, we need one. So just looking at the weather for tomorrow, looks like another beautiful day. Uh, well, actually, it's going to, instead of being in the 50s, it's going to be in the 40s. But, man, the last few New Year's have been wet, miserable, ice-cold nightmares. So be safe down there. And just so people understand, according to the New York Post, the number that we're up to, uh, illegal aliens uh, flooding and invading our country, in December alone, and we still have the rest of today and tomorrow, 276,000 in December. Yeah. How much more can we take? Yeah. They're trying to blow us up from inside, Jim, and so we got to get geared up and fight hard in 2024. God bless you, sir. Happy New Year. God bless you, Randy. Yeah, and when I see, for instance, this New York Post headline, it just ticks me off. And I hear it on radio, the soft underbellied Republicans, the the never-Trumpers and others, uh, and even some pretty strong conservatives referring to these invaders, these border invaders, as migrants or sometimes illegal migrants. I just can't stand it. These are illegal aliens to our country, their first act is to violate our law. And they're coming here to jump on the dole because creepy, sleepy, demented Joe Biden threw the door wide open. And the reason the left is fighting so hard, so hard to make sure Donald Trump does not run, is not on the ballot, and then probably saving their secret weapon, Michelle Obama, uh, for their last-ditch effort is because they know If he gets back in power, he will finally shut that door and begin deportation among dozens and dozens of other America-first policies, just like the first time around. They are terrified. All right. So in about 10 minutes, we're going to be talking with with my good friend, former Colorado State Senator Ted Harvey. I want you to hear what Lauren Boebert had to say in her announcement of her move from CD3 to CD4. Hey everyone, I hope you had a great Christmas with your family and loved ones. I hope it was full of laughter and joy. After all, joy is not just a suggestion, it is our battle plan. Now for this video, let's get right to it. Today, I am announcing my candidacy for the 2024 Republican nomination to represent Colorado's fourth congressional district in the United States House of Representatives. It's the right move for me personally, and it's the right decision for those who support our conservative movement. This is the right move for Colorado, for us. Since the first day I ran for public office, I promised I would do whatever it takes to stop the socialists and communists from taking over our country. That means staying in the fight, but it also means not allowing Hollywood elites and progressive money groups to buy the third district, a seat that they have no business owning. I will not allow dark money that is directed at destroying me personally to steal this seat. It's not fair to the third district and the conservatives there who have fought so hard for our victories, of which I'm incredibly grateful. So first thing is, you know, you have to look at numbers and look at facts. And uh, Aspen is part of CD3. 
some $10 million, I believe, have poured in for Bobert's challenger, uh, Aspen Adam, Adam Frisch, the apparent philanderer who was blackmailed by a taxi driver, according to a video released by the taxi driver, uh, sometime after the statute of limitations had expired, uh, where he said he saw Aspen Adam uh, going into a storage unit to um, play hanky-panky with someone, not his wife. And then, uh, according to the taxi driver, when he brought the existence of this video to Frisch's attention, he got Frisch to change his vote on the Aspen City Council and vote against bringing Uber and Lyft and other ride app opportunities into Aspen a while longer and keep that taxi business alive. A story that, of course, the corrupt coordinated Democrat controlled media machine paid very little attention to. But $10 million is the last number I heard unheard of for a rural congressional seat. It's because the left is targeting Lauren Boebert. She had more to say. Personally, this announcement is a fresh start following a pretty difficult year for me and my family. I had never been in politics before and I'd never been through a divorce, something I never intended to go through. I've made my own personal mistakes and have owned up and apologized for them. It's tested my faith, my strength, and my abilities, both as a mom and a congresswoman. It's been humbling and challenging, but it's also given me perspective and helped me grow. I cannot put into words how grateful I am for everyone who has steadfastly stood alongside of me in the third district and across America. The relationships we have cultivated over the past few years are deeply cherished and unbreakable. 2024 is going to be tough. We cannot lose the third and Colorado's fourth district is hungry for an unapologetic defender of freedom with a proven track record of standing strong for conservative principles. We have to protect our majority in the House, win the Senate and win the presidency. President Trump has made it very clear that when we take back the White House, he needs our conservative voices heard loud and clear. It was very interesting yesterday when um, when Lauren Boebert called me and we talked about this because I had not heard the announcement. Uh, I had not um, saw, you know, the I had not seen the newspaper commentary uh, comment from our own Colorado State GOP chair who indicated that he thought it was a bad move. Of course, we had um, had Dick Wadhams um, spewing more of his nonsense, um, you know, relevant 20 years ago, 30 years ago, whatever. But um, uh, very interesting when you have some back and forth and really explore, explore the thought processes. And, you know, I've heard people say this is selfish. She was going to lose her seat. Uh, she knows She's got a shot at CD4 because if she wins the primary, she wins the race. CD4 will remain Republican. CD3 was questionable. But interestingly enough, Dave Wasserman, and I, you know, I don't pay too much attention. I've watched Cook Political Report coverage of elections. They cover con congressional races. Um, I don't know their accuracy or not. But Dave Wasserman, who runs that thing, upon hearing the announcement from Lauren Boebert, uh, posted on Twitter, this is good news for Republicans' chances of holding on to CD3, as Bobert was the main reason it was in so much jeopardy. We'll move CD3 from toss-up to lean Republican. 
and that's as a result of Bobert's move. So, um, hmm. interesting to see how this plays out. A couple more minutes from Lauren, then we'll take a break and come back with Ted Harvey. I love Colorado's third, and I will continue working as hard as I can for the remainder of my term to be a great representative for everyone in this district. But I also spent years living on the front range and years representing rural America. The third and fourth congressional districts comprise nearly 85% of Colorado's footprint and have less than 20 people per square mile. Rural America deserves a strong voice that fights for their freedoms. The American people are struggling with groceries, inflation, utility bills, and other monthly expenses that were fueled by Biden's spending spree. I know all too well how damaging the liberals have been to our entire state here in Colorado. I will be moving to the fourth in 2024 and will continue to take my conservative fight directly to them. And the Aspen donors, George Soros, and Hollywood actors that are trying to buy the seat, well, they can go pound sand. We aren't going to give them the opportunity to steal the third. CD3 is still registers as a plus Republican district. I think it's plus seven or nine, pretty solidly Republican. Could Bobert be right that by taking her brand out of there where they've thrown so much resources, uh, the left, the radical left that is, raised so much money against her because of her profile, because of her unabashed willingness to smack them right in the face, and of course taking advantage of the difficulties she went through this year with uh, uh, with the theater experience and the uh, divorce and all of that nastiness. Will it work? A lot of people think this is self-serving and selfish and also a bad idea for both, for CD3. Again, CD4 is going to stay in Republican hands. It just depends now on who the face of CD4 will be to replace Ken Buck, who has been a bit of a disappointment to many of us and a host of issues. And I say that sadly because he is a good friend. One more minute of Lauren Boebert. We'll wrap up what she had to say. We'll take our pause. Come back with Ted Harvey, Ted Harvey on the other side. Republicans will hold the third and I'll proudly represent the fourth and Republicans will be stronger for it. The future of our country is on the line. I'm going to continue to fight every day to secure the border, put a stop to Bidenomics and reduce inflation, increase water storage, support ranchers and farmers, responsibly develop American energy and minerals, stop wokeism and get our country back on track. I did not arrive at this decision easily. A lot of prayer, a lot of tough conversations and a lot of perspective had convinced me that this is the best way I can continue to fight for Colorado, for the conservative movement and for my children's future and for the future of our great country. I love you. I appreciate all of your support more than you will ever know. May God continue to bless you. May he have his hand over our great nation. God bless America. Thank you all. Will it work? We'll talk with someone who's got a real stake in the outcome of the primary race now in CD4 being joined by Lauren Boebert. 
Good friend Ted Harvey, former Colorado State Senator, he's running in that race as well. And we'll hear from him next when we return on 710-KNUS. All right, here I am. Funky New Year from the Eagles. I need a funky New Year. Definitely get rid of the old one. But we're back to business now, ready to go. And there is nobody uh, who I admire more in the political world. I mean, talk about somebody who has... Uh, given a life of varied expenses to uh, varied experiences to try and uh, find different ways to to serve his country and his constituents at 22 our next guest former Colorado State representative and former Colorado State Senator Ted Harvey uh, was appointed as a staffer in the Reagan White House office that is pretty phenomenal worked at the Independence Institute served here in the state, stepped out of government to raise money to stop Hillary Clinton, to defend President Trump, and to stop sleepy, creepy showers with daughter Joe Biden. And then he comes back and finds an opportunity with Ken Buck stepping out of CD4. Uh, Ted Harvey, this Colorado native who lives in CD4, thinks, you know what, I've got a lot of experience, I've got a lot to give, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring to an already pretty crowded primary race, and then lo and behold, two days ago, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert pops up and says, you know, the CD3 thing's not going so well, I think I'm going to move to CD4. Very interested to see what Senator Ted Harvey has to say about that. Ted, thanks for waiting, welcome back. You bet. Thank you for having me on, my friend. Good evening. Good Happy evening. New Year. Yeah, same to you, man. I hope you had a great Christmas and uh, have some good family stuff going on as you transition. Uh, obviously, for me, getting rid of 2023 is a top priority, but I am looking forward to some heavy-duty battles in 2024, and you all of a sudden are in the midst of one. Yes, sir. It's going to be an exciting year. <laughs> So so what do you do? I mean, Lauren Boebert comes in, obviously, national name recognition, lots of money, I imagine. Um, but people are, are not super happy uh, about this decision, it seems like, uh, right here in Colorado. But uh, it's such a crowded field. Is, is that a benefit for the other candidates or uh, damaging? I mean, what's how do you deal with it? Well, it's going to be interesting to see how the voters handle it. I, I think it's been really interesting to watch the response of conservative activists here in the 4th Congressional District. They're not happy. Um, every single email, text message, social media post that I have seen is that they're furious that, one, she's leaving the 3rd Congressional District and abandoning that, and I believe giving it to the Democrats. Um, I, she, she has great name recognition over there, and she, does she have problems over there? Definitely, but I think she's the only one that can win the race, and um, it appears that we're just going to hand it over to the Democrats. Um, but then she wants to, you know, it's it's um, 400, sometimes 600 miles <laughs> from where she lives in Rifle over to portions of the 4th Congressional District, and um she she has no idea who these constituents are, and it's it's rather arrogant of her to think that she can. And I think it's a desperate move on behalf of her to hold on to the limelight and the precious 
ring that uh, she's trying to continue to hold on to. And the voters of the 4th Congressional District are, are calling her out on it. I think she's going to get a much worse reception than she thought she would. So where are we at in this process? What what are people like you who are vying for this position doing now to get your, uh, you know, a lot of people know you, obviously, you've been around and in, in a Colorado native and, and in politics for so long. But what do you do to actually set yourself apart from um, from not only now Bobert, but uh, Deb Flora and all the others who are vying for that position right now? Well, the reason why I got in in the first place, and I got in a little over two, two and a half, three weeks ago, is that I, was, I looked at the field, and I didn't see anybody in the field that was a strong, proven conservative with a proven voting record, proven voting record on the tough issues of the day, whether it's immigration reform, whether it's election reform, whether it is um, fighting hard on abortion, which obviously is a major issue that the Democrats are making an issue out of, and I don't see anybody standing up on that issue, or or whether it's the radical wokeness that the left is infiltrating every section of our our, our society on. Um, I, I don't see anybody in the in this race that was willing to hold up the banner and say, I'm a leader on this and I'm going to continue to be a leader on this. And, you know, there's a lot of people in this race that are, I'm good friends with. Jerry Sonnenberg and I served together for, for I, w- I was in the legislature for 13 years. He was for 16 years. And you know, he's a good friend, but he's definitely not a conservative standard bearer. Um, and y- you look at the issues that they're all running on, immigration, immigration, immigration. And, well, n- show me one bill that Jerry Sonnenberg carried on immigration reform. He never did. Show me Mike Lynch. Never did. Show me Holtor. Never did. I've got countless numbers of bills on immigration reform, and I'm the only person that ever passed a pro-life bill in the history of the state of Colorado. And, you know, I'm going to be a hard fighter on these conservative issues, and I didn't see anybody else doing it, so that's why I got in the race. Well, it is fascinating. We're talking with former Colorado State Senator Ted Harvey, uh, thrown his hat in several weeks ago to the race in CD4, now joined by Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. Uh, The whole legislation thing, and CD4, of all places where you would think that candidates vying to replace Ken Buck, you know, the reason Ken Buck almost lost a primary the last time around is because people in CD4 don't think that he's been acting, you know, with the constitutional conservative principles that we all believe in so strongly. And CD4 is the place where you can win on those. I don't understand why other candidates aren't stepping up and touting those things. I imagine Lauren Boebert will. But when it comes to legislation, I'll bet a lot of folks don't know that you you fought for um, security in Colorado's elections, voter ID, in Colorado's elections, uh, what kind of identification passed as legitimate ID for voters in Colorado over a decade ago? Right, right, and proof of citizenship to be able to vote in Colorado. Um, all, all of these things um, that that I got passed and worked very hard to to do. Um, none of my, none of the people that were in the race before I got in have any record on those. They all say, you know, God bless her, Deborah Flora, who's never been in politics before, says she went down to the um, border and talked with the um, Border Patrol. But okay, but where have you been for the last 20 years? Well, I've been fighting on this issue. There's a reason why Tom Tancredo, the godfather of the 
fight against illegal immigration is endorsing me in this race is because he worked with me side by side on these tough issues. And, um, you know, it's, it's one thing to say, yes, I've been to the border. Yes, I'm going to fight for illegal immigration. It's another thing to say you've done it. And I have the background and the leadership that says I've done it. Well, you know, I don't know anything about Deb Flora's trip. Uh, she's a good friend, but I am sick to death of, you know, the, the current Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, is going down to the border again. Do we really need to see what's going on? You can flip on any TV station I, and see that we have a quarter million invaders just in December alone, and it's not over yet. So action means a lot more than more of this silly posturing. If you were in Congress right now, Ted, and your Speaker was going back down to the border again, uh, would you even go with them? Um, <laughs> probably not. I, I think that we know what the issue is, and we need to tell the, the president of the United States that we're not going to fund any of this extraneous military spending for, for the Ukraine or anywhere else until we actually um, fund a wall and fund our border patrol to be able to solve this problem. All it is is, is uh, picture dressing, and, and that's not what I – window dressing. That's not what I want. I want money being spent on securing our borders and telling our our border states to call up their National Guard and secure our borders. Um, the, our borders are being un- overrun, and this president is, is literally bordering on treason in the way he's allowing our sovereign borders to be overrun. Yeah, where where's the impeachment for not enforcing the Constitution and enforcing the immigration laws of the land? Uh, Republicans right. have just been so sickeningly weak on all of this. And literally for years, Ted, you've come on this show I, and we've talked over and over about Republicans who say the right things at election time during campaign season. And then when they've got the majority, when they've got the power of the purse, where you could strangle this government and just say, it's on you, baby. Uh, and they they balk because an election's coming up, and we don't want to get blamed for a government shutdown. What's the Ted Harvey view if you take over in CD4 on government shutdowns? Well, I, I think first and foremost, I will never, ever vote for a continuing resolution. I will never, ever vote for an omnibus that has all of these Christmas tree bills and amendments on it that lead to $33 trillion in debt. We need to elect solid conservatives all across the country. It's not going to take just Ted Harvey, but it's going to take a, a, a huge number of solid conservatives that will say, no, we are not going to vote on an omnibus bill. We want to have you bring forward independent department-by-department bills that we can vote up and down on. We can put amendments on on the floor, not going through the Rules Committee, and we can have a legitimate debate on each one of these department bills. I will never vote on an omnibus bill. I can guarantee you that. I never voted for I voted for one budget in the 13 years I was in the legislature, and that was one budget where they actually lowered the expenses from one the, the expenditures from one year to the next. That we only did that once, but I never voted for it, for a, a budget other than that in the 13 years I was there. Talking with Ted Harvey, congressional district 4 Ken Bucks district um, candidate Crowded field now with Lauren Boebert jumping over from CD3 into CD4. 
Uh, what's next on your agenda? How are you getting the word out? Uh, where do people need to go if they want to learn more about you or help you in any way? Well, thank you. I'm um, Go to my website, tedharvey.com. Learn about my background. Learn about the issues that I'm passionate about. And um, hit that donation page. Tomorrow is the last day of this reporting period. So we're trying to raise as much money as we can before the end of the reported period. Um, but you know, I'm going to be out on the trail. I'm going to be traversing the, the entire district from Oklahoma to Cheyenne, and uh, we're going to be meeting with all of the the uh, leaders, Republican leaders in every county, to uh, try to earn their support and and earn every single vote that we possibly can. I assume you'll be driving a Prius or some other electric car in order to uh, you know put those million miles on and not contaminate the environment. Am I correct? That's exactly that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Now I have a, a Nissan Rogue, a 2015 Nissan Rogue. I don't have uh, I don't have very many expensive cars in the Harvey household. <laughs> I'll bet. Well, Ted, um, we're running late, and I got to you late. I apologize for that. Can you give us just a minute or two of your perspective on what's happening on the national scene? That's usually why we have you on. Well, I think what what we see with Donald Trump is that he is running away with the race um, for the nomination. But I think it's outrageous what we're seeing here in Colorado and what we're seeing in Maine and the Democrats' effort to try to tie him up in the court system and make him have to focus on that and have to spend his hard-earned campaign donations on defending himself in the courtroom rather than um, Joe Biden having to defend himself for his policies and his principles that he's been pushing for the last three years as president of the United States. They're scared to death of Donald Trump. They're scared to death of you and me, patriotic, God-fearing Americans, from taking over, taking back control of our government. And um, that's why they're doing everything they can to stop Trump. And I don't think it's going to work. I think he's going to run away with it. And I think he's uh, going to help a lot of Republicans up and down the ballot get reelected. Last question for you, Ted. Uh, we'll keep the answer relatively short, but uh, I've been predicting for a long time that Joe Biden will not you know, run to the end of this race. He will not be the nominee for the Democrat Party. I think you disagree with me on that. No, I've said that since day one. Okay. I've, I've said day one that he will pull an LBJ and he will somehow say, I will not seek nor will I accept the nomination of the Democrat Party. And that may be at the Democrat convention when sure. the superdelegates at the Democrat convention get to control everything, regardless of what the voters say across the country. The, the elite Democrat establishment has the ability to, to put in anybody they want, and I think they will. Maybe it's the Michelle Obama drop-in that I've been talking about that we disagree with. Any prediction on who it might be? Well, I think it's going to be really tough to throw aside the uh, vice president because she's African-American. She's female. Those are the two main voting blocks of the Democrat Party. And if you throw away the first female African-American president, vice president, um, that's going to upset a lot of people. So I think they may be put in a situation where um, they may have to bring her up, even though um, – She's underwater in all of the polls and always has been, mm. but I think that may be her, the only thing they can do. Well, wouldn't that be a tasty opportunity? Uh, let's hope so. Ted, Happy New Year to you and your family. God bless you, sir, and I've appreciated, well, appreciated your support. You take good care. Thanks. God bless, man. All right.
Very late, very interesting. TedHarvey.com, if you want to learn more, can Lauren Boebert pull it off? Uh, it's just fascinating. 303-696-1971 is the number. 646, you're listening to 710. K-N-U-S. Back at 651, the day before New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve tomorrow. My big brother's birthday would have been his 68th. And uh, so New Year's Eve is never tremendously exciting for me, but I will be so grateful to sweep 2023 into the dustbin of history and uh, and see what lies ahead as uh, I move forward and our family moves forward without my beloved wife. So good to have you here at 651. It's 41 degrees in Aurora, 44 as the trend continues over there in hell, always hotter in hell or Denver. And uh, this one's going to be tough for me, this CD4. I don't live in CD4. I don't have to vote for CD4. As Republican National Committee man for the state of Colorado, you know, neutrality in primaries is the encouraged path by rule. And uh, what makes it even harder, though, is that I know several of the people who are running. I, I don't know Jerry Sonnenberg well. I've certainly talked to him, met with him, been on executive Republican GOP executive committee meetings and the like. Uh, Trent Leasy, Lizy, I, I don't know that's the correct pronunciation of his last name. Don't think I've ever met him. Uh, I saw on some post he put up for his run for CD4, a picture of him with President Trump. Uh, certainly few people will be able to wrap themselves in the in the Trump veil more than Lauren Boebert uh, and Ted Harvey, who just did everything he could to stop Joe Biden, to defend President Trump, and then to stop I'm sorry, to stop Hillary Clinton, defend President Trump, and then stop Joe Biden. But uh, And then Deb Flora, who former colleague here on 710 KNUS, and uh, just a wonderful patriot. She ran for United States Senate and got, what, 30% or so of the vote at the Central Committee. Did not quite make, maybe it was just under 30%. I think 30% was the threshold. I, I don't remember. Always got to look up the rules before these things and, and lock them down. But uh, the commentary has been crazy. I pop, pulled up a Denver Post story on the announcement from Lauren Boebert moving from CD3 into CD4. And, of course, my my good friend Dick Wadhams had, uh, had something to say. Uh, he says that the district is rejecting Boebert including the Republican Party. When it gets down to it, it's not about the third or the fourth. It's about her and her obsession with staying in public office. She's flitting into the race thinking the sea is going to open up to her. It's the ultimate arrogance. And yet, on the other hand, I guess I didn't mention this with Ted. I mentioned it to you a little bit earlier. The Cook Political Report, David Wasserman, said in a post on Twitter slash X, that this was good news for Republicans' chances of holding on to the 3rd District, as Boebert was the main reason it was in so much jeopardy. But always interested in what the opposition has to say. Uh, the number one opponent, Aspen Adam, Adam Frisch said, We have one of the greatest name ID fundraising and district-wide relationship advantages for any challenger in the country. 
From day one of this race, I have been squarely focused on defending rural Colorado's way of life and offering common-sense solutions to the problems facing the families of Colorado's 3rd Congressional District. Now, this is the guy who, according to a taxi driver, was bribed out of his vote to allow Uber and Lyft into Aspen years ago because this taxi driver had observed him philandering in a rent-a-space, a storage unit space, with someone other than his wife who has tried to present himself as some kind of a common sense, fiscally responsible former Aspen city commissioner. Um, greatest name ID, fundraising, and district-wide relationship advantages for any challenger in the country. Now, is that because Adam Frisch is something special? Or is it because Lauren Boebert has been something special up there? And, of course, now a firebrand with the the theater incident and all of that. I, this primary is going to be absolutely vicious. And I can tell just from email that I'm getting in. This is from, oh, did I lose it? I'm not going to identify this person, actually. This, uh, this email came in a few moments ago. Harvey versus Boebert. Randy. We liked Bobert until her whore-like behavior at a Denver concert. Ted Harvey will make peanut butter out of her. Hmm. Wow. And that is from a longtime activist and conservative supporter of, you know, good Republican candidates. So uh, Ted may be right that the activist class here in Colorado is not at all pleased, and uh, that's a lot of vitriol. Now, you know, I defended Lauren Boebert when the whole theater thing came out. It was a dark theater. They had infrared camera zooming in on her and her date, and, uh, yeah, it looked like it got pretty frisky, but it was in the dark at a theater, and I, I told her directly that... She never should have apologized for that. You do not apologize to the radical left, people who will actually elect a criminal, a corrupt, plagiarizing, daughter-showering human being like creepy, sleepy Joe Biden. You don't apologize to them. And I know from Lauren Boebert's perspective, she was apologizing to the constituents who felt let down by her frisky behavior that night. But that, to me, is human frailty. That is not something to be um, making important election decisions on. But I don't know how you beat Ted Harvey's conservative credentials. A lifetime of presenting them. And I don't know how you beat Lauren Boebert's name recognition and her charisma and her likability, at least for so so many years, since she journeyed into politics and fundraising is going to be tough for anybody whose last name is not Bobert. So 2024 is going to get good in CD4. Ken Buck, look at what you've done. Man, oh man. All right. In the final hour of the show, we are definitely going to hear from the addle-brained, five-year-old sounding Maine Secretary of State, Maybe she just thought that was the intelligence level of her audience. I don't know. A Christmas message from President Trump. Final hour of the show. It's next. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.